you're like so gay. Hey, all you sexual deviants. And sexual deviant wannabes, what's poppin'? Nothing, slam. What's crack-a-lackin'? This, I was thinking about this before we started recording. This is probably the most real time an episode will ever be. We're recording this like six hours before it's going to be live. <laughs> like, like truly, honestly. Like hopefully yeah. this is the closest we'll ever cut it. Realistically. Yeah, I hope that we never do this again. But realistically. Who fucking knows? Life is crazy. It is crazy. Hi, Hi welcome to Queering the Air. Um, <laughs> this is a weekly gay podcast where we talk about whatever we want and it's gay because we're gay hi my name is Um, Aaron (laughs) keep going girl you're on a roll I'm 25 I live in LA Uh uh-huh and my name is Matt I'm 26 I live in New York Uh, (laughs) I am a cis gay man I use he him pronouns and I'm fucking tired (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. the most relatable thing i've said on this entire podcast <laughs> yeah you're you're in the i'm in like in the, the worst thick of it yeah and you're not the, the quick good hand kind of thick not yeah. thick with three cues not some oatmeal but some no. i don't fucking know some struggle meal <laughs> ew it sounds terrible yeah that also that joke was a struggle so, so unappetizing <laughs> um ew. Yeah, no, yeah. I've just been, like, drowning in... It's kind of absurd that I had, like, three assignments to do over the course of, like, a week. And I have... it. I mean, I think it just speaks to, like, the difficulty level of assignments once you're in law school. But, like, I have been spending, like, almost, like, like a heavy, heavy, heavy majority of all my waking moments, like, working on these... And it's like, I, I would have like three assignments a night in high school, you know? Yeah. And I'd do them in an hour. <laughs> Sometimes most, I would do them like... before school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I would wake up at like 7.30 and do them in the morning. True. Yeah. Growing up sucks. I don't like adult assignments. I don't either at all. I, you Stay know what? young I as like long as you can. Paid. Yeah. I'd yeah. probably like them more if it was a real thing and not like a fake contract for a class. Um, but then again, maybe I'd be really scared to fuck something up because there's actual consequences, not just a bad grade. <laughs> so as always shout out to Mara, Brett and Emily for supporting the podcast each month with their donations and shout out to all of you for listening each fucking week, which is incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. It's honestly pretty gnarly. I, like, can't really wrap my mind around it, that there are people that listen to us gabber on every week, but I'm very appreciative. Love you all. I'll never be able to get over, like, the podcast comes out at 3 a.m. Pacific time, and, like, waking up, I wake up at, like, 7.30, and when I wake up and check how many listens it has, and the fact that it already has, like, so many listens by the time, it just, like, blows my mind that it's, like, there are that many people who listen that early, and it's really incredible. I love Love you you all. Yeah. So. We'll keep churning out the good stuff for you (laughs) so that you enjoy it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, if you are not following, please come join us on Spotify. We've got a Queering the Air 
we've got two playlists, one that you can add music to. We can have a, a, a community playlist and a another one. <laughs> well, Kiki on Spotify. Let's have a Kiki. Oh my God. Do not add that song to it. I was literally um, about to go at it. <laughs> I like that um, song. And, and then we've got another playlist where we <laughs> add um, Aaron and my songs of the week. And what if I add note, the Glee version? Would that be okay? That would be worse. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> there have been so many, like, tweets and things about, like, thank God Glee wasn't around for, like, <laughs> for X, Y, or Z. But, yeah. <laughs> but then I saw another one that was, like, Glee really had, like, a stranglehold on American society for, like, from like 2008 to 2011. It truly was like, quote unquote, acceptable kids bop. It, it was like tween kids bop. Yeah. I like it. I can't it, believe we let it was, that happen. It was my favorite show <laughs> in the entire world yeah. in 2011. I remember when it first, like I watched the first couple episodes with my mom and I was like, this is so fun. And then I like. It was incredible. And then I missed one episode and I never watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Matt, what's your song of the week? My song of the week is, it's a couple years old, but you'll almost never find me listening to, like, current pop music. I just, I can't for some reason. Um, not what? that I don't like it. I just literally don't know that it's there. Um, so <laughs> that's It's like an issue, alien. But, yeah. Uh, well, I'm always very up to date on like pop punk and screaming music like i'm always mm-hmm. i'm always right there when those releases come out priorities you know um but i know a place by queer icons muna mm. i can't stop fucking listening to that song mm-hmm. it's so good and i i let i love it because a lot of songs i feel I, a lot of the time I find myself disappointed that a song is over and this song is like perfect in that it's like, it's a little on the longer side, but by the time you get to it, you're like, you know what? I'm ready for the song to, to be over. Like I've, I got all I wanted out of it uh-huh. and, and it's over. <laughs> and then like two minutes later, I'm like, I need to listen to that song again. And then I listen to it again and the same thing happens. So what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you, like, get to the end of the song, you're like, wow, I really wish I could hear the, like, the bridge or the, the chorus, like, one more time. Like, I feel like it just wasn't enough. Like, this song does it perfectly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Totally. Um, oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you can relate, get into Aaron's DMs and tell him to fuck off. <laughs> Aaron, what's your song of the week? Uh, my song this week is... I Feel Too Much by Black Bear. Mm-hmm. It was really... I don't know if it's new. I don't know when it came out. I don't have a concept of time anymore. I don't know how the fuck it's almost April. But it was in my Discover Weekly. Uh, it actually might have come out, like, this week. I'm not sure. Mm. But Don't they usually come out, like, very, very recently if they're in a Discover Weekly? I don't know how this works. No, do. that's... Discover Weekly is based on your like algorithms of like what you listen to and it's like similar music based uh, off of what you stream but like release radars weekly got it oh and like new music friday mm-hmm. and so oh, this song is from stuff. 2020 um anyway that's a good one 
Okay. And I feel too much. Good to listen to while you're driving yeah. with the windows down really loud. Um, I just did that for the first time yesterday. It was warm enough to do that. It was cr- amazing. Happy first day of spring. Yeah, it was my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Jamie. I don't think she listens to the podcast, bitch. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jamie. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> I got a letter in the mail today inviting me to go worship Jesus Christ next week from a random oh church God. in Hollywood. I was like, where did you get my information? And I'm Jewish. Yeah, so be like, blessed be. <laughs> like, I got, I got the letter and it was, like, addressed to me. And I was like, oh, my God, it's finally the save the date because I've been waiting for a save the date for one of my friend's weddings that I haven't gotten, but everyone else has. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they asked me for my address, so I'm assuming I'm getting invited. I, okay, yeah, I would think that you're going to get invited. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was a letter to go worship the anniversary of the death of Jesus Christ. So, uh, happy Easter if you're into that type of shit. Yeah, or, I mean, I guess happy, like, early Easter. I don't know when that is. I'm pretty bad Christian. I think it's Friday. Friday's Good Friday. Next Friday. Oh. Next Friday. Better Christian Friday. than I am. It's, like, April 4th. I only know because there were... <laughs> I think I get time off of work. Wow. So, yeah, of course. You know? It was the same thing in high school and in college, we always got the big Christian holidays off. And then it was like the highest mm-hmm. holy days of the entire fucking year is like one day in Judaism. And they're like, no. I had homecoming on Yom Kippur in high school, which is like the what? holiest day of the whole year where you atone for all of your sins. And they had homecoming on it. Are you kidding? Were you the only Jewish kid at your high school? There were like six of us. <laughs> I mean, that's like half your grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happens when you live in upstate New York. I don't know. I mean, that's what happens when you live in America. Yeah, true. Um, speaking yeah. of which, really quickly, we do need to acknowledge, obviously, yes. everything that's been going on in the world and just take a moment to say that, obviously, we don't condone anything that's been going on, and it's absolutely horrific and disgusting uh, regarding the Asian American community. Um yeah, is there anything regarding the attacks on the Asian American community, the way yeah. that you phrased it sounded a little bit like <laughs> that we don't fuck with the Asian with the American community. community. No, sorry, my brain no. is mushy, but no. um, yes. <laughs> well, the constant attacks that have been going mm-hmm. on forever in this country, and like the microaggressions mm-hmm. and everything, um, and colonialism. Yeah, that too. But um, if you want to learn more, learn more. Um, if you want to hear more on that, you should go listen to um, an episode that came out today of Cami Scott's podcast with my friend Owen. Um, I truthfully haven't listened to it yet, but I am excited to. And I assume he's talking about his experience being Asian American in America and what these recent attacks have kind of been like for him. I believe so. The title of the episode is Being Asian in America with Owen Pearson. And... He, I like reached out to him and was like, and he was like, oh, I would really appreciate if you could like share this episode. So I was like, okay, I will absolutely fucking push people to listen to that. Absolutely. But it came out today, so I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Kind of hard to segue out of that. Um, 
but I'm going to jump back actually for a second. Something that I, I did want to talk about um, in our music section. And, and this is going to be part three of the trilogy of talking about Justin Bieber's new music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because we've talked about his music in the last two episodes and his album came out. I had no idea um, until I think Aaron told me. Or maybe I t- actually. No, you texted me and you were like, the album came out. And I was like. I know. Oh my god, I found out about pop music when it came out. That's, and you were like, wow. I can't believe you didn't tell me. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you knew. <laughs> and then I was like, I never know. <laughs> you go on Twitter every day. <laughs> I didn't see it on Twitter once. Although, I saw one tweet about it that someone About really Peaches. But yes, I mean, he was just singing it live. But anyway, my thoughts on the album, I was honestly really bored. I loved it. I thought there were a couple, like, good songs, but, like, his lyrical content, I thought was, like, every song mm. was just, like, I love this girl, and... Well, that's his whole life now. Let me die. I, I know. Truthfully, I didn't really listen to the lyrics that much. I was listening to it while I was driving, so it was, like, oh, passive background noise. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't, like, let that's me break That's what it's good down. for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was happy <laughs> with it. I wasn't, like, let me break down yeah. the meanings of these songs. Like, yeah, yeah I didn't. I wasn't doing that. I mean, there was a couple good songs on there, obviously, but, like, the singles that he released were kind of, like, the only things you really needed to listen to. Gotcha. So, anyway, I just get to wrap up that Justin Bieber trilogy. Thank you guys for joining us on that <laughs> journey the last couple episodes. We just, had to, we just had to queer the air around that, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and this week's episode, we have... The lovely, charismatic, fucking hysterical British and superstar. British, English, <laughs> all the way from England. All the way from Cockamouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't get that joke... Wait, is that in our episode or his episode? We talk about it more, more in his episode, but we reference it in okay. the beginning of our episode. And I only know that because I edited the episode today. Uh, <laughs> but we're joined by Liam Dean. <laughs> Who hosts his own podcast called Chat and Shit with Liam Dean, which we were guests on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And we recorded this. I don't know when, actually. I think it was like It a was month. like two weeks ago. No, we recorded this like a month ago. Oh. It was a while ago. See, there's no co- time isn't real. No, I have no idea. You could have told me see. it was last week and I've been like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, it was two days ago. You're like, oh, um, <laughs> sure huh? <laughs> sounds good to me um anyway liam is so lovely Aaron's i think, gonna we're, I think we're gonna get married yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't think liam knows this yet but like i think we're gonna get married <laughs> uh-huh so mm-hmm. liam get excited <laughs> we can trade trade green cards <laughs> yeah. oh I'll be, i mean i don't know if i don't know. really want to go there either but yeah, they have their problems on. just as oh, bing, bang, 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 ding, dang, dong. Yeah, that's, I'm not gonna trash that's, another that's, country. Never mind. That's where my brain but, is. At. Yeah, you can't trash it while you're sitting in this country right now. I mean, <laughs> they are the reason that this country is here. So that's true. They are the root of so many global problems, and that is and a topic that's the for topic another, for another time. Episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And on that note, we're we should talking... get really drunk and just talk about like history sometime. 
Oh, yeah, but we don't know nearly enough about history. <laughs> I don't know anything. You know, you know what actually would be funny? I could, as a non-Italian American or person of not, I have no Italian heritage, I can talk for so long about Italian American people in New York and the New York City metro area. So let's what? do an ep. <laughs> so I was going to and like tied into history. So, oh. Like, I can wrap it all up just to, you know, segue back to what we are talking about. I thought you were just going to talk about, like, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> I will get drunk sometime and rant and talk about Italian-American culture. Yeah, if you want to hear that, you can DM us on the podcast Instagram and let us know. <laughs> I'm that trying to think of something history-related I could talk extensively about, and that is part of, that's one of them. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into this episode because it's long as fuck. (laughs) Just like every other thing that we fucking make. Sorry that we like to chat the shit. Oh, good plug. (laughs) All Um, right, cheerio. Yeah. (laughs) All right, see you next week. (laughs) Dubai. It's me, it's me, Liam Dean, back again for some more because I just couldn't resist. Woo-hoo! Well, well, for us, it's the first time. Well, yeah, for I'm our listeners, my, we're losing my queering the air virginity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we already chatted our shit, time. so now it's time for you to queer yeah, the we air. We did chat some shit up. We are joined today by Liam Dean. Do you want to introduce yourself really quickly, or do you want us to introduce? Yeah, for you? sure. What? You want to introduce me? Or or do you want us to introduce no, you? No, you do. In your own words. In okay. your own words. In my own words. Hi, everyone. My name's Liam Dean. Um, I'm a musical theatre performer from London. Um, I also do my own podcast. I'm very gay. I'm very fun. As Matt said in my podcast, I'm drop-dead gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was talking about myself, for the record. Liam is gorgeous, but I was, I'm was i drop-dead gorgeous, is what I was saying. Yeah, I was, I was using the same little, oh little phrase to describe myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Hi. Love it. And hold on. You sound different from us. And why is that? <laughs> Only sometimes. Sometimes they're, yeah, they're sometimes. the little American bits. A little twang creeps in. Yeah, I'm from London. Oh my I'm god. A, I'm a UK hun. <laughs> a UK hun. Oh my god. Bing bang bong, bitch. Bing bang bong, bitch. <laughs> bing bang bong, bitch. <laughs> How old are you? We love it. I'm 22. You're only 22. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. What? Wait, am I? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Wait, I do what? I have to question myself a lot. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I'm gagged. I thought so you were like 26. I've honestly, since the age of, of about nine to 10, I've had about, you know, a good four, five, six years put on me. Everyone thinks I'm older. Literally, since I was younger, people have always thought I was older. I do usually like have older friends or like. I don't know, just associate myself with older people, like, naturally. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's because I'm tall. I've always been quite tall. But then you guys haven't seen my height. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, I just resonate at this, like, mature vibe. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, how old do you think we are? Did, I don't know if we told you, but... I think you told me. Um, oh, one of you's 26. I think, Matt, I think you're 26. Mm. 
I think Aaron's 25 question mark. Okay, we must have told you. Mm. There's no way you would have guessed that. Yeah. I think we did. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. I just can't remember which one was which. Matt's like, I don't look older than you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look 26. Stop it. <laughs> Wild. Although after a loss, okay, wow. I will definitely have the I will definitely have the eye bags and wrinkles of a gray hair. Old, so. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've already got them coming in, so the under eyes are Chanel. Bitch, Actually, where? No, they're not. They're so not. <laughs> yeah, where? <laughs> um, so you said you've always gravitated towards older people. Like, you've always had older friends ever since the dawn of time. Yeah, I don't know why. Because I, I used to dance a lot when I was younger. So I'm a dancer, like, professional musical theater performer. Um, and I used to go to, like, you know, dance club and whatever when I was younger. And the first like dance group I ever did so super cringe but it was called like boys moves and it was like just for boys because like my dance teacher really wanted to get boys dancing in my area which is like so amazing of her and like I'll always have her to thank for um but yeah so she had this group and it was like I was like the youngest in the group so like the guys I was like hanging out with when I was at age was a bit older uh, and I'm the youngest of three so like I've got older siblings. Um, mm. My sister's only two years older than me. So like she was like my, like my best friend growing up and stuff like that. So like we always did stuff together. Um, and yeah, and then that just kind of like moved on into school. And then I've always just like, I don't know, just gone for, gone for older guys, gone for older people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. How fun. Cool. Where'd you grow up? Yeah. I grew up in the northwest of England, so um, near a town called Cockermouth, which we discussed <laughs> <laughs> on my podcast. No, it's not actually that close, but there is a town called Cockermouth in my county. Um, it's like in the area, it's called the Lake District, which is like historically known for being really like beautiful and like big hills and trees and lakes and stuff. Mm. It was so super boring. So I moved to <laughs> London when I was 16 to go to a stage school um, and then yeah I've lived in London ever since very cool do you have any like desire to go back I don't know I feel no. like I'm don't like silly <laughs> I feel like I'm at the point I'm not that I like have lived in cities much because I'm like currently living in the suburbs but like I'm like really enjoying living where it's quiet Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. do you know what? Like, I do, I do feel a bit of like a Hannah Montana, best of both worlds, because, like, Where I love going? going home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love going home because I have like the best of both worlds. Like, um, I've got such an urge to like just start breaking into. You get the limo out front. I won't. Did you have? <laughs> um, did you have Hannah Montana? Like, yes, in the UK. Bitch, every day after school, I was there cross legged in front of my TV, like an inch away, like watching her. Oh I had God. a poster of, of Hannah Montana in my wardrobe. Wow. I think it was like one of the first posters. Yeah, I really fancied her. She's really gorgeous. Um, <laughs> True. But um, yeah, so I, where was this going? What the fuck? Oh yeah, so I <laughs> was like growing up, I hated it, it was so boring. Um, and I didn't really appreciate like the nature and how like beautiful it was because I was just so used to it. And then I moved away to London and since like moving away, I found like such an appreciation for it. Like when I've had enough of the city, I can just hop on a train, go home and I have like the absolute extreme like countryside. Um, and yeah, like there are things that I love to do that I can't really do like 
in London. So like I love horse riding and I don't really do that here because it's either like limited or really expensive. But um, yeah, and like go on like big long walks around like lakes and stuff. Like there was so much stuff obviously you can't do in London, but for like my career and work and stuff, like I need to be in London, which I prefer. Yeah. Was it was it tough being, I mean, I don't know, like was it a small town that you grew up in? Oh yeah, really small, yeah. Was it tough so my, coming out there or being gay there? I guess um, I should start, did you come out or were you openly gay while you were there? Have you come out yet? Yeah. <laughs> Making <laughs> a lot of assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't like come out until I'd like moved away, but I never really kind of came out. Um, I was had such a weird upbringing like situation and it like, I have it to like thank it, like I'm thankful for it, but I I am very aware that it is like very unique. So my town was really, really small. Um and like very like it was in like the valleys of like these hills and like the next town was like a good like 15, 20 minutes away. So it's very like, you know, whatever, oh. spread out. It's like where yeah, I and I Yeah, so I went to a school like I went to a nursery and then a primary school. I don't know what you guys call it, but this is what we call it. it might be similar. So like but I guess like kindergarten, is that what you mm. call it? And then yeah, like a primary school, which is like school. from like, yeah, I guess you're like elementary school, maybe you'd call it. I don't even know. Um, but just where you go when you're quite young, like your school when you go when you're a little, you know, <laughs> little child. And we went to school there and it was like not many people and then went to high school and my high school was connected to my primary school. Like the buildings were basically connected and we like shared a canteen. So like we didn't move far. And there was 30... What is a canteen? Like a lunchroom? Like a cafeteria. Yeah. Like a yeah, cafeteria. Like a cafeteria. Okay. Yeah. Just, just making sure that I wasn't like way off. <laughs> do you guys call it secondary school? Yeah, we do. But I actually called mine high school, which people say is really like weird and American. But my school was called Settlebeck High School. Like that was the official title. And then it changed to like some kind of like academy. So it just got changed to Settlebeck School. But... Yeah, so I always call it high school because like it was in the title, but I think it is secondary school here. And when I say high school, people are like, oh my God, you're not American. Why are you calling it high school? <laughs> like <laughs> everyone calm down. It's just a name. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I went there and there was like 36 people in my entire year. Um, there was like 160 people in the whole school. So very small. And half the people oh. I went to like primary school with nursery, like very small. Jesus. Um, yeah Aaron and is I, like been there girl I feel you <laughs> we, use a, we the same I had 60 kids in my grade but like very they were, like small. connected yeah 20 yeah. miles to the next town really yeah well we had that we we had like such a weird one because we had like year groups that were like joined so because it was so small I'd have quite a lot of classes with like the year above um and we had like we did our GCSEs which are like I don't know what you guys have but these are like our like exams that you do at the end of secondary school we did them like we sat them like a year early and then for our last year we did like additional ones it was just a very different way than like all the other schools in my area did it but I basically was just like always very very me very Liam Dean very on brand from like day one I don't know why like I used to so I started dancing used to go to like dance ballet gymnastics 
Um, I used to go horse riding. I used to go to like Pony Club on fucking Sundays and all shit like this. This is the gayest and thing to, ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, exactly. So I couldn't then walk around being like, hello, I'm very and, straight and I'm very, you know, straight man. Um, and so, yeah, that all happened. But like, you know, obviously like people teased me because I was doing things that were different. Um and out of the norm and people in that area were very not used to having people do things differently and out of the norm like it was very weird that I was walking around school with a like a hoodie on saying like ballet school on the back and like motherfucking like twirling around the playground but I think because they all knew me and had like basically grown up with me they were kind of like part of the transition with me I guess like you know it was nothing was ever really like slap bang in your face where this person's really different because they all saw me like you know going to these clubs and enjoying it and then talking about it and they just knew it was me and then in in the secondary school like surprisingly we did have more people from like outside joins so the the numbers got larger even though there was only 36 in my entire year (laughs) but then that was a bit more when there was people who were like you know who's this kid who's doing things like differently but I don't know, I always say to my mom, it's so, so, so weird. I always say, I don't know why. And I like, maybe one day should sit down with like a therapist and really unpick it. But I just never really gave a shit. Like I just was doing me as living my best life and people didn't like it. I was, I was kicking by myself, having a great time. And that is so weird for kids. Cause obviously like you usually get really like, you know, affected by other kids and the things that mm-hmm. people say. But it kind of like spurred me on. And then obviously I grew older. My dance and like training took me further. So I used to go to Manchester, which is like an amazing city where my my dad's from. We used to go there all the time. And like, I used to go there a lot to dance. I used to travel around a lot and I met loads of different people. And I used to travel out of my area, like literally basically every weekend. So I was the one who was like going the places and seeing the things and like experiencing different cultures. And like my parents used to take me to the theater all the time. and. I don't know, I was just very like open and aware. So then when I grew older, I knew I wanted to like go away to a stage school because I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I went to this school called the Brit School, which I don't know if you've heard of, but it's like well known because like Adele and Jesse J and Amy Winehouse and Tom Holland mm. and Leona Lewis and- well, Icons only. Um, <laughs> yeah, like a oh whole God. host of like absolute like icons went there. And it's just, I mean, I could do a whole bloody podcast on the Brit School. Maybe that's a good idea for my podcast, actually. I'll steal that. But yeah, you, should, absolutely <laughs> you can't really steal your own idea, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, taking that from you, bitch. Like, mm, um, it's mine now, girl. <laughs> we're going to do an episode on the Brit School. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, honestly, the most incredible place in the world. It's this very liberal, open school. Um, so they, they had like year 10 11 which i don't know what that grade is for you but basically like year 10 and 11 is your end of your secondary school where you set your gcse's and that's like your end of secondary school exams and then you you could either go to like a college which isn't university it's like a step before um or you can do a thing called a levels which is like a further exam to then take you on to like university like most universities you'll have to have a levels to get into so at brit you could either go for year 12 and 13 which was like a levels or from year 10 which is a bit younger and like all my friends who went from year 10 they would have like regular lgbtq plus assemblies they celebrated like black history month they celebrated um pride month like 
the whole school was basically just a big melting pot of rainbow flags and acceptance and people from every single different background. Um, like we had like a smoking area because our head teacher who used to walk around in his like pajamas and bare feet thought that it was better for the kids in the school who were gonna smoke to smoke within his grounds rather than smoking like out on the streets. So he like, hmm. you know, it was just a very like accepting, welcoming, um, tolerating place. Um, and so I went there and you know, there were people coming around, like coming out left, right and center. Um, there was like kids who were basically non-binary, but I don't think really labeled it. Cause I guess the kind of label wasn't really around at that time, but there was definitely, you know, like gender fluid kids and things like that. And no one cared and everyone was amazing. So I then get, got to a point where my whole like process of like my coming out situation, I always worded it as I'd never done anything kind of like, I don't know, like romantic or like sexual with a guy or a girl because growing up I was from this such a rural place that you know all the kids in my school we all went to school together and we didn't have these like massive parties where you know like people were getting fucking like pregnant age 13 or whatever happens like I mean that's a bit extreme where I was like where does back. that I mean I'm sure that <laughs> 13. happens but like <laughs> are you projecting what you think we did at 13 <laughs> no 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 but there's like there was uh, I, I, I speak to people from here who had like I'm totally girls in their high school who were like getting pregnant and we didn't have any of that like you know i i can literally think of like one friend who lost her virginity whilst we were at secondary school and i mm. i think that was probably even a lie like he probably made it up <laughs> like it just wasn't a thing like we had parties and we used to have parties with like kids from the surrounding areas but i guess because i probably knew i was gay like i wasn't involving myself in any of that kind of like activity if it was present um, and like none of my friends were and stuff. So anyway, so then by the time I moved to London, I still hadn't kind of done that. But obviously, you know, people are a little bit older. We're like going to more parties. People are doing more things. I'm now in London where everyone's like, let's go crazy. We love it. Um, and I was always a bit like, well, I'm straight. Cause that's just how I'd been obviously like growing up my entire life but mm -hmm. I was in such an accepting place that I used to say to all my friends, but if I wanted to kiss a guy or if I wanted to do something to a guy, knowing very well deep down inside, it's absolutely what Liam wanted to do. Like, <laughs> that is exactly what I wanted to do. But I used to say like, I, I would, I would, I would, I said to my friends, like I'm straight, but if I wanted to kiss a guy in a night out, I would do it. Like I wouldn't care because I knew I could say that to my friends because we were in this amazing accepting place mm -hmm. they were probably all like yeah great thank you oh sure uh -huh. yeah, right yeah, <laughs> yeah okay whatever you say girl uh -huh, yeah. sis. <laughs> um and then basically just started like going out and stuff and um yeah just like started getting with guys and then met this guy who was like kind of seeing and um i just basically like rang my mum one day and was like yeah i'm going on a date with this guy and i always say as well the the good thing for me was that I knew I knew that I had like accepting parents like I'd never even had this really like conversation with them obviously growing up I'd heard things like my parents are still like northern people who come from northern small town closed-minded places I'd heard them make comments um you know just general stuff that people make which are just so you know stupid and shouldn't be said um mm. but even though I like I'd heard things like that it never made me think they're not going to be accepting of me um and like if I was to tell them that they would literally like hate themselves but I don't think it's like a, a 
a, it's not a blame thing. It's like a culture thing. Like, you know, they think it's accepting to make jokes about trans people or not anymore. This is very like making us clear, not anymore. But like back in the day when I was younger or whatever, like, you know, people just make comments. Um, so I'd heard things like that, but I still felt, you know, I, I wouldn't need to, you know, come out to my parents because there wouldn't be some massive uproar. And also I was lucky because at that point I was living with my best, best friend who I'd met at Brit and I lived with her family who amazing family and they had like lodgers because I was like lodging at their house um, but they'd had like other performing arts students staying with them before and they they had um, a guy living there uh, they had a guy <laughs> living there who was gay and had a boyfriend and they had other performers living there who were gay so I knew that they were very accepting and I could have a phone conversation with my mom hang up the call and the problem kind of went away so you know as soon as I'd kind of opened that door to my family to be like I'm dating guy or whatever my like I didn't need to think about what my mum's reaction was after that phone call finished because again I was in such like an accepting environment that I was thinking well she better not be fucking kicking off because like you know she's not got the option to like this is me this <laughs> is who I am and you're gonna accept it because I'm your kid or I'm your friend or like again for some reason I don't know why but I just had this like confidence in me I do think it's from like my background like my parents and my school and stuff but I didn't think I need I didn't think it was anyone's right for me to sit down and go I'm gonna tell you this and I hope you accept it it was more of you you're gonna have this information and you don't have an option to not accept it like this is this is it and if you do you know kick off whatever we're done here like you're not part of my world this is fine because I don't know, I've just seen like so many people who were accepting. I think I just thought like, why would you fuck with someone who wasn't? Um, whether that be like family or friends, but I never needed to worry about that with my family because I kind of knew that would never yeah. be the case. It's pretty- You're a little firecracker. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, it's pretty nuts to have that mindset towards it, like from so early on. You know, I, de I am definitely that way now. I don't want to say I got there quickly, but like, when I first was coming out and whatnot, it definitely see like, you know, I'd never kind of thought of it that way. I was in a similar situation where like, I knew everything was going to be fine with my parents, but like, it still kind of felt like, Oh, like I have to, you know, bring you into this and we're going to like work. If there's something to work on, we'll work on it together. And I'm, you know, going to be patient and whatever when, you know, that wasn't, it didn't end up being necessary, but it's like after a little while, it's exactly like you said, it's like, I don't have the time patience or, energy to like work with you through something that is not my problem yeah I just think like I think I definitely had thoughts and worries and like you know it wasn't it wasn't just like I, I said those things and then didn't care at all like I think I do kind of present that a lot I think if I actually think back to it there were probably times when I was really like stressed out about my parents knowing things or really worried about what people would say but I think it because I'd like dis not decided but because I knew like you know I'm in an environment at the moment where I've seen so many people do this amazingly and so many people be accepted so well that I know that that's what's going to happen to me as well and I think because I carried that if there was any other doubts or stress or anxiety or worries or anything about it which I'm sure definitely came like you know I didn't just say it as if, like I said, I'm gonna to pop to the shops. Like I said it, you know, it's something that I thought about, but I think 
because I carried this like idea of, like I've just said, you know, I'm not going to give you an option to care. I'm not going to give you an option to say no. Um, it definitely like, you know, helped more. And I don't think I let myself struggle with it as much as I think a lot of other people do because I was, like I say, I was fortunate enough to be around people who were giving me that example of how accepting people can be. And I also luckily knew that my parents weren't going to say, well, you know, never return home mm -hmm. because, you know, obviously some people's parents do. Yeah. Never return home. That's such a like, proper, like nice way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> saying fuck off <laughs> yeah or like <laughs> don't ever fucking come back to this house <laughs> yeah never return home yeah hmm. so that's like my little situ i think it is weird though i say i say to my mom a lot like i had a conversation with her recently because the whole me kind of like having that confidence to you know like what i've just talked about with the whole coming out thing in the sense I didn't even really need to come out. I did kind of like carry as a child and I do not know why, like, you know, when I was um, in year 10, so what's that like 13, 14, we had work experience, which is like something everyone does in pretty much around that age in the UK. And you go off to somewhere for a week and you, you know, something that you think you might be interested in doing and you just experience it for a week. Most people, go to the local dentist, the doctors, the nursing home, the builder's site, the the school, the whatever, and just a very mm -hmm. casual local place. And the teachers would used to like set it up with us and they would probably say, oh, I know Claire who works at the primary school. She would be, ha she'd have you for a week. Let's pop you off there. And then it'd be done in like five minutes. Whereas as soon as I heard that, I was, so back in the day, I wanted to be a chef. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so fun the first thing like I, I ever was like I want to do something was a chef so do you guys know of Jamie Oliver I don't think so maybe do you know Is Gordon Ramsay yeah yes of course. so Jamie Oliver and Gordon Ramsay were like the same like level of TV celebrity chef like growing up uh, and then oh, okay. they have like their own restaurants so Jamie Oliver is basically just like a more polite version of Gordon Ramsay um, mm -hmm. And he had all these restaurants and I was like, I want to do work experience at a Jamie Oliver restaurant. And my mom was like, what are you on about? And I was like, well, if I'm going <laughs> to want to be a chef, like I want to go somewhere proper. So at the age of like 13, 14, I was, you best believe I was sat there in my room, Googling and dialing up the restaurants in London and going, hello, just wondering if you did work experience. And they were like, no, sorry. And I'd be like, great, try the next one, try the next one. Oh, and then God. I was like, yeah. And then I was like, I was like, right, well, okay. The second thing I kind of want to do is performing arts and it's so, so, so cringe because I have friends who are on the show <laughs> and I know a lot of people on the show, but there used to be this show called school for stars. School for stars. Yeah. And if okay. anyone's listening, who knows me, you didn't hear this. You don't know me. No, you didn't. <laughs> Where is this going? So I used to watch this TV show called School for Stars and it was basically like a fly on the wall kind of show in a performing arts school that was like training the next generation of future stars. It's a performing That's arts school. That's such a great like, concept for a TV show. I think we've had yeah. that as a television it's a bit show like here too, but I don't think it ever really caught on. I'm picturing Raise Your Voice with Hilary Duff. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic film. Waiting for you is like waiting for the rain. <laughs> no, bitch. That is oh. Cinderella story. Oh shit! You're totally right. <laughs> That's the one. This movie is the one where she she goes to the performing arts school, and they there's that clip of her. She like does a riff, and it's so obvious that it's not her voice at all whatsoever. Oh, yeah, I've seen and they that. have someone else fucking singing a scale, and she's just like, like. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Back to school for stars. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, school school for stars, and I watched it, and I was like, I want to go there. Like, I want to go to that school. So I dial up the school and I'm like, Was this in Hello. London? Yeah, so the school's in London. And at this point, I don't think I'd ever been to London in my life. Also, it's quite important to, port, uh, important to point out that where I'm from, if you were going to London, it's like a holiday, like you were going on a trip. It's far. Like I've, I've even had, to, I've had, I've tried to get my like best friends to come down and visit me for like a weekend. And they're like, I can't come just for a weekend. Like if I'm going to come to London, I have to like, come for a couple of days and make a thing out of it because where I'm from well yeah it's not long but because it's like on the other end of the country it's like I'm going away like I'm going somewhere I don't know this might be really like stupid because a lot of people probably don't have this mindset but when I was younger it was like you're off to fucking like South Africa if you're going to London like you're on a trip (laughs) so interesting so I so yeah so it, it was like no one would ever have thought of that as an option to like go away so there I am on the phone and um and I, I rang the school and they were like yeah we can we'll have you for work experience so i said amazing um i was like <laughs> let me give you my details so i talked to the woman on the phone and i came downstairs and i was like to my mom i was like i've just booked in work experience at, um at this school in london and she was like oh my god <laughs> she was like well okay then so bless her heart love her love her forever for everything but especially this she booked this hotel and like you watched sweet life of zach and cody yeah obviously <gasps> yeah we lived in this hotel for like a week and my mum came with me and she for this entire week did nothing but wander around london by herself because she had nothing like nothing else to do she had no other friends there while i took myself off to this school on the tube every day like and did work experience at this school and um and yeah like that was just like me and like, you were 14 yeah like 14 15 <laughs> like or whatever and i but like to me this wasn't like you know some out of this world thing even though at school all my teachers were like what like you and i you are know, so similar <laughs> we like, are so not- similar like i would have done the exact same thing <laughs> yeah but and this I just is that's there so and I was impressive like, you know like I, I'm doing this like this is my this is my choice like you know you said decide somewhere to go for work experience and I decided this so here I go and um and I think my mum's always said as well that I never presented her with a choice like I never came downstairs and was like please can I go to do this like I really want to do it it was very much like I've booked this in so we're gonna go and um and the same was like when I went to Brit like you know I wanted to go I wanted to go away to performing arts stage school when I was like a child like I don't know why I just wanted to do it wanted to be like Billy Elliot and go away and my mum never waited for me to go because she was like you're too young right rightly so like I was an absolute child but by the time I'd got to like 16 she was a bit more like okay you know maybe this could happen and um so I was like I'm gonna audition for Brit and she was like okay like you know great give it a go so then I got like a recall and then me and my dad went down and did this recall and then 
had another audition or whatever. It's funny that got the term in. is recall because it does re- something having a recall doesn't ha- is like a bad thing <laughs> here. No, recall's like a good if you have an audition recall. It's like a callback. Like, yeah, a callback. That's it. Yeah, you call yeah. It if something is recalled, it means that there was an issue and they need to recall like everything, like for safety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I guess that's weird. Actually, yeah, we like if you get a recall, like you're doing all right, you're good. <laughs> um, so I yeah got in, and like my mum really struggled with like me going away at sixteen. Like she really really struggled, but she didn't ever show that to me. And she also never, you know, sh- when I got in, she never showed that she was worried about me going away. Like it was like, okay, I got in, so I'm going. And then all of a sudden we were sat down, like organizing a place for me to live. And like, you know, and I think that the whole purpose of me saying this, like that kind of confidence that I had as a kid obviously started from somewhere, but it was never um, like knocked back. Like if my mum had ever, or my dad, I keep saying just my mum, it was my dad as well. But if they'd have ever presented to me, like stop being stupid or like, what the hell are you thinking? You can't do this. Like, you know, it's just work experience for a week. Go to the local butchers or whatever. Like, you know, if they'd have ever (laughs) presented that, then it would have like knocked my confidence, but I never had that. Like, and again, I'm very, very aware of my privilege. I'm very aware that like my parents were able to financially support these kind of like decisions and choices that I made. Um, because you know that's another thing that a lot of people have like it's all well and good having the confidence but if you can't afford that train ticket or that rent in london or whatever then it's not going to happen um so yeah like and then i think having that kind of like confidence as a kid and having it supported um then when it came to things like you know coming out or deciding on things i think it all just kind of transcended into it because i'd never had this you know um like these setbacks before I'd had setbacks but you know I'd never had this like discouragement from my parents so you know when it came to then realizing I was gay I was like well you know I'm not gonna now turn up to them and be like I've decided I want to do this is this okay because I'd never done that before (laughs) I was a brat basically (laughs) (laughs) she knows what she wants yeah but it is weird like I, I do say to my mum like and she's like I don't know she's like when you were a kid she was like I do not know why you were the one that would come to us and be like I want to do this thing that because like I hadn't I had no one around me who was gay or who was a performer or who had done mm. anything like I wanted to do um you know I had no one around me to kind of show me that so I like I don't know I don't know if it was tv I don't know if it was like because my it was Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. It was. <laughs> but like, I think it was probably these things. Um, and I was like, you know, I must have somewhere along the way seen someone do it and gone, well, if they're doing it, I can do it. And then just not listen to every person who was saying, you can't do it or don't be stupid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's fun to to hear about y- going away at 16 and in England and it's so different because I went to boarding school too I went at 15 but it was like not the same you know it wasn't like a special school or like a specialized school it was just kind of like a generic high school but it's boarding school so I don't know if generic is really the right term 
Um, Are your boarding schools like our boarding schools? I don't know what I picture like an American boarding school to be like. Well, I don't know what English boarding schools are like, so I couldn't <laughs> tell you. <laughs> oh, I thought they're very like, like, have you never watched like Wild Child or... I've never even heard of that. Wait. Wait, you've never watched Wild Child? See, this is, is the thing. This is the thing. Uh, the, <laughs> Americans... This has, this has an American person in it, so that's why I'm surprised. <laughs> Americans will, like, t- occasionally consume... I mean, now it's very different with, like, Netflix and stuff, but, like, bef- like, before, like, two years ago, it was, like, you had to, like, really seek something out if it wasn't, like, an American-produced... Uh, like television show I never watched anything from another country just because we produce so much here and there's always so Mm. much on television here I never really watched anything from another country until I was like in college probably I mean I don't know actually that's a lie I watched um uh Jamae or uh Summer Heights High in high school (laughs) Summer Heights High honestly that's probably the first show from another country that I like watched and was like yeah this is funny (laughs) like I enjoyed this wait um Wild Child's got Emma Roberts in Yes. Uh, so it's not I even so I went on it. that whole tangent for nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. It, I, that does make sense though, because I think like, um, like it is, it's, it, it kind of, it, oh my God, I can't speak. It kind of can be the same thing here. So like growing up, I watched so much American TV because I had Disney Channel. Um, like we, I don't know how to explain what it is, but we have this thing called Sky, which is like a TV box that you plug into your TV and it gives you a shitload of channels. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you- Like a Roku. If, if you had like Sky, then you could get like Disney Channel, um, Nickelodeon, which had loads of like American shows on. What else was there? Quite a, get- like a few other ones. Okay. But like Sky was a bit more of like a luxury thing. Like not, not everyone had Sky. Um, and if you didn't have, have Sky, then you just had like the standard channels and then you would watch things like CBBC, which is like the children's version of BBC. And we had some iconic shows on CBBC. Like, have you heard of Tracy Beaker? No. <laughs> I feel sick. I've heard of Peppa Pig. Oh my God. Okay, Peppa Pig. God's sake. Um, is that British? But yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Peppa, I don't know. Peppa. So some people, it could be an American produced show, and you she just put has your a lips accent. together like, and blow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I used to watch a lot of American stuff. But why do we start watch skins? About films? Oh, I know. I never watched Skins. You didn't? No. Oh my god, I, I loved I, Skins. The UK one, not s- the not the American one. Yeah, we had some iconic like. UK shows like we had this show called Waterloo Road um which is like set in like a school in Manchester and we have like do you guys have like soaps soap operas like soap operas yeah uh, yeah baby they exist my mom watches them what what are your ones called like your main ones um General Hospital Days of Our Lives General Hospital oh yeah they've been running for like 30 years yeah yeah, well, we have Young we, and the like, Restless. The, the soap opera game in the UK is strong, so we have ones for like regions. It sounds so weird. So like, and they've been going for like long times. So, like, let me actually have a look how long one of them's been. Okay, going, but can you swear, can we like, go back years. and can you tell us about what English British uh, boarding schools are like? Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> wait, that was in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I thought like it was just like a 
worldwide known thing about English boarding schools because I don't know, it's just got such like a stereotypical yeah. like thing to it now. I mean, like, I've totally I've heard been, of them. I, I know just the am- stereotypes. Yeah. And if you've watched like The Crown, like you see like the boarding schools that the royals go to. Oh, God. Not yet. Rubbish. I know. Um, I need to really watch good. it, but I haven't. I do too. Well, also Harry Potter. Like think about Harry Potter, right? Think of about, course. Like, Hogwarts. I yeah. haven't seen it. So th- I'm totally kidding. So you went through a wall <laughs> totally on a platform in order to get to At your King's school Cross too. Station. Yes. Right? Exactly yeah. that. Exactly okay. that. Um, no, but they are like these massive, like grand, um, grand, like old fucking like Castles. castle buildings. Yeah. Like in the middle of the country that like on all the schools have like traditions and like uniforms. Like there are some really like well known famous ones that like most of the prime ministers or the royals went to but then there was one in my town so i'm from a really really small town called sedba and there's a school called sedba school and it's like it's it's well known for its sport like quite a lot of like england rugby players will go there and stuff um (laughs) but that was like over like they had buildings like over my entire town um but yeah so to me like boarding school is a very like traditional um kind of like old-fashioned very like structured morals traditions routine kind of place if you like are thinking of it stereotypically i know a lot of people who went to boarding school know it's not like that at all but like the outsider's view is but with like an american boarding school i don't see it as that yeah i mean i think having gone to one especially one that was like a little bit different from the norm um i probably i don't see it exactly like that but i think most people probably do um majority of so we there is a whole like so we have new england (laughs) which is like the north the northeast united states and there's like a whole like new england boarding school culture um Mm -hmm. and so majority of the schools are going to be in like smaller towns or like kind of in the middle of nowhere um and they will have like really big sprawling campuses similar to like what you said um the one that i went to was actually like in a suburb of Boston and it was like really easy to get to like the city and whatnot. So it was like, there was a lot more going on around where we were. Like my dad went to one or my dad, my grandpa went to one that was like out in Western Massachusetts where there was like literally more cows than people around. Um, I'm Googling a new England USA boarding school just so I can like visualize it. It's probably going to give you like, like Phillips Exeter or Phillips Andover Academy. But for anyway, for the most part, they're like in their own little towns and they're pretty similar to what you were saying. But I went to one that was like, we didn't have to wear a uniform more than uh, like half the students were um, like lived in the, in the area. So they weren't boarders. They would like live at home. Um, And it was like, you know, it definitely didn't do enough of a good job, but it like really tried to bring in like a very like diverse student body you know, as best as a school like that reason can. Um, and whether they did that effectively or not is uh, TBD is <laughs> up in up the for air. debate. Yeah. Up for debate. Thank you. Um, but it like, I guess for all intents and purposes, it like kind of is exactly <laughs> like English boarding schools. Yeah. I think it's pretty similar vibe. Like English boarding schools are very, not like diverse. It's very, um, it's a very like, what's the word? Um, like you can go if you can afford it kind of culture um, whereas like my this, so Brit that I went to wasn't a boarding school but it accepted 
but it's a really weird one. It's technically a state school, so it's technically like a normal school, but it's like partly funded by, have you heard of the Brit Awards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's partly funded by the British Recording Industries Trust, which stands for Brit, which is like, which owns the Brit Awards and like is like a big organization. Um, so it's partly funded by them. It's partly funded by like other sponsors or whatever. So it's free. So you don't have to pay school fees to go there, but, and they can only accept um, a certain amount of students outside like the catchment area. So I think it's only like 10% of each year can come outside the catchment area, which wow. means that like- The what there was area? Only a catchment. So like the, like each school, I don't know if it's the same in the USA, but like, like is in it like England, taxes? Like if you don't pay taxes in the area? No, well, no, I don't know. It's basically like if you, so like if I had a kid right now, lol, and I waited to go to school, <laughs> I would only be able to send it to school in like a, a certain a certain like perimeter of like area around where I live. Mm-hmm. So that's like your catchment area. So basically for yeah. Brit, it was like basically the whole of London. Mm. Um, and if you, if you were outside of that, then you had to like, you basically had to be like selected more carefully because they could only allow like a certain amount of people outside the area to come in. Very boring. But yeah, so it was a very like, it was an, it was amazing because it was it is the only free performing arts school in the UK, um, so basically it was it meant that a lot of people who would have never have had access to dance classes, singing classes, acting classes, whatever on a regular basis, like through a performing arts school could audition and attend, um, which is just like amazing and I love it. But yeah, it wasn't like a boarding school because there was only a few of us who did move away to go there and we didn't like board on campus. Like you had to kind of find your own accommodation and things. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I guess so like- in order, the... in order to get in, did you have to like audition? Was it based off of like merit or was it based off of grades or? Um, mostly audition. So it's got like lots of different, um, uh, we call them strands. So there's like eight different strands. There's like dance, music, musical theater. Wait, what? Theater. <laughs> um, and then they've got like technical uh, theater art. So like set building, lighting, you've got like sound and design engineering. You've got like um, digital, I don't know what the words are, but basically like people who work in like radio, you, you could mm. go there to be like trained to be like a radio host. You could go there to train to be like a um, person who makes like graphics and stuff. I don't know what you call that. A graphic designer. <laughs> a graphic designer. Um, so yeah, like loads of different stuff. And you would each, for whatever strand you wanted to do, it was a different like process. So if you wanted to do like art, I guess you had to like submit art pieces. But for musical theater, we had to go and do like a workshop day. So you went and you, just took part in classes and then from that they kind of like picked out some people and then you got recalled or call back and you then had to go and prepare like your own recalled. song dance and monologue and then from that you found but that's like very standard like i then went to another professional performing arts college afterwards where victoria beckham went to which is quite fun where and, you um, went to victoria beckham <gasps> oh <laughs> we love a vb um, um I'm a big Spice Girls fan. You or me? I am. Big time. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah, babe. Me too. <laughs> I have Spice World on DVD. I watch it, like, often. He does. I went to their reunion tour that she didn't do, but... 
I don't I don't want to hear that. I'm very upset. <laughs> if they ever do a um, reunion tour in the US, like I will go into debt. I need to go. You know what's funny about just while we're on the topic, I have to tell you this. So the salon that I work at is in like West London. It's like a very uh swanky, it's very high end, it's very like very posh. Very posh. It's, well, it's, it's actually got it's not very like posh, it's very like it's just really cool. And a lot of high-end clients come there. And we had um, like Victoria and David and Harper and Cruz come in. Um, and wait, is this bad? No, it's not bad because I haven't said the name of the salon, so this is fine. Um, and yeah, and I, I saw them. And my friend who is a, a stylist there, he's her hairstylist and goes to her house like every day and does her hair and it's great. Oh. Casual, see? I thought they were living in Miami. They they live in Miami. They live in West London. They live. They have like a country house in somewhere. That, of course Uh-oh. they do. They live in wherever they the own the world. They feel like that week, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, but yeah. So what was I saying? This. Oh yeah. So the school, the the performing arts school that I went to after Brit as well, you had to audition for, and that's like the standard for performing arts college. You know, you have to go, and I I don't know how much they really care about grades probably at Brit because we did a levels as well so I did like sociology um on the side so they probably like took into account some grades for that but yeah wow meaning that when you're there you also had to do like quote-unquote normal school and not just like school around what you were studying yeah so they did like we had academics on like Mondays and Thursday mornings um (laughs) And that's very like standard for stage schools as well. Like there's a few stage schools that you would go to like when you're younger, where a lot of the kids in like UK theater, TV and stuff, like they'll often be picked from stage schools. And there's like a handful of like the well-known stage schools that a lot of my friends went to. And that's the same there. Like you would have like half your day would be academics and then half your day would be like performing arts. Um, Half of them walked out with like no GCSEs, but. We love it. Which is like grades. Ah, okay. okay. I was playing along, was like, to be oh. honest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what's your end goal? Or not end goal, but like, what do you want to do at the end of the day? Perform uh, predominantly on stage in a theater? Yeah. Yeah. Like West End tours. Um, I was on a tour before coronavirus. And for everyone listening, West End is like the equivalency of like London's Broadway, Broadway right? correct? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Broadway. would love to do a bit of Broadway. <laughs> Come hang in New York. For shits and giggles. <laughs> Literally. Just for the shits and gigs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, yeah, like I was doing a tour before coronavirus like stopped it all and I've got another one lined up whenever that could happen um which i'm very excited about because i i'd love the i love the idea of like touring first to kind of like see the world get a bit of that experience and then like settle a bit more and do more stuff in the west end like you know living in london and because my one of my housemates was in mamma mia in the west end she loves it like it's the best thing of her life but um you know you, you are you're living in london you're going to work every day and coming back like most people do whereas when you're on tour you're in a different city like each week or each every two weeks um yeah. you're a different theater different stages different audiences um so yes yeah, that's something that like really excites me but i think as i get older and probably want to like 
settle a bit more, have a bit more like structure and security. It's probably something I'd want to do like less frequently. Like I wouldn't say no, but if you're touring all the time, like you don't really have like a, a base, I guess, like, you know, you're in, in and out of like people's houses or hotel rooms or whatever. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that. Cool. cool. it kind of seemed like you were talking about like all the different areas of London and how like the different gays who live in different areas are really like different from each other. I don't know how many times I'm going to say different, but um, that is just, can we just talk a little bit about like what, where do you live? What are those types of gays like? Um, I guess actually when I was, when I was editing it, I was actually thinking about this and I was thinking, I don't know if they're like specifically different like types of people, but there's definitely like different areas where you, like, I just, for some reason Clapham's just been given this title of like Clapham gays. And if you're in like a Clapham, if you're like a Clapham gay, the kind of like stereotypes of that would be like, mostly like, like your muscle gays or your gays who go to like Mykonos in the summer or mm. like walk around with like French bulldogs um, and like, <laughs> you know, very that. Okay. Um, whereas like your East London gays would be more like East London, which is more, a bit more like grittier, a bit more grungier, a bit more like, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like just like funkier haircuts, wear more like mm. edgier clothes. Um, probably a bit more like tattooed like that kind of vibe and then your soho gaze is a bit of like a melting pot but i think soho gaze are, are like more from my experience because i go out in soho a lot it's like where like most of the like theater and like entertainment community like gather to so i guess it's a lot of like without sounding too stupid like a lot of people who look like me like <laughs> <laughs> like just very kind of like generic but like well like well presented and like because of our jobs and stuff we you know always kind of make an effort with how we look and sometimes that quite often comes across as people being very like arrogant or like you know snooty or whatever um and a, a bit bit maybe a bit more bitchier in Soho I don't know I don't really <laughs> I haven't really mixed in the areas enough to like know the kind mm. of like clientele of that area and really like make a difference but like just from what I've heard those are like the kind of sides but where I live I don't know what it's, I don't know what it's like for you guys but for me I guess most people are living in London because London's like so expensive like I so so for example like I got in Soho mostly and if I was to be in a West End show that's like Soho is like the West End like region but I could never really live in Soho because it would be fucking like expensive so mm. you live mm -hmm. like it's not it's not like the suburbs like london's a really big place we have so this is quite a clear way of explaining it we have zones so on your tube map you have zones mm -hmm. right and the further you so that london's like a circle because we have this big motorway around the outside called the m25 and the middle of london's like your buckingham palace your westminster your london eye soho all this is like the middle of it and that's zone one the and then the rest of it is like is outside as you go out a bit would be zone two zone two is like your notting hill your um 
Vauxhall, your Regent's Park, maybe a bit more, like just a little bit further out, but you're still in like central London. And then zone three is like a little bit further out from that. And then you go up to like zone six or whatever. Are they um, all you'll like, find it- like concentric circles that just like go out? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like you could be in zone three and live in like North London and someone else can be in zone three and live completely opposite in South London. Mm. Um, and That's your wild. tube, like the tubes will like go through the zones so like you could travel from zone three to zone three, but you've traveled completely like the length of London. Do you know what I mean? Um, so most people live, in my experience, most people live like zone two, three, four, five, um, because it's like cheaper kind of like the further you get out. So I live in zone two, but like on the edge of zone three, which is like, I live West London. So it's kind of like just past Notting Hill, like near an area called White City, um, Shepherd's Bush, where it's like a big, Westfield is like mall, you'd call it like a shopping mall. Um, a shopping mall. <laughs> I didn't realize that you were from Long Island. Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then so like I don't like I would never go out where I live. Like where I live in the, my exact like neighborhood area, you wouldn't catch me dead. You wouldn't catch me dead <laughs> past ten o'clock, like scurrying back from the tube. If that, like, I wouldn't. Not even like the pubs or anything like that. Like we don't. If I'm gonna go out, I'm traveling into central London to go to like where it, where everything is really. Got when it. did you start going out? Were you, because the, the drinking age is 18 in London officially, right? Or in yeah, the UK? so um, the first time I ever went out was, I think I was 17 and I used my friend's ID, mm. which was really fun. Oh um, my God. <laughs> Never did that. Then, yeah, once, once you're 18, you can go wherever you want. Basically. Are they like really aggressive or like strict about IDing people there? Absolutely not. Well, actually, it depends where you go, but it's very normal. Like a lot of, especially when we were at college, mm-hmm. or like university kind of age, um, it is weird as well. This is something that might be quite confusing for you guys. We obviously call it university and you call it college, but if we have something that's a bit more like um, vocational based, so like performing arts or art or things like that we call it college i don't really know why so you'd probably say like i go to art college or i go to performing arts college rather than university but it's like the same universe it's like the same age it's like the same thing you get the same qualifications whatever um oh, i forgot what i was saying now because i chatted so much shit what was i saying chatting so oh, much drinking shit. <laughs> yeah this is it. So whilst we were there, a lot of my girlfriends would get messages from like younger girls being like, Hey, can I borrow your ID? I'll give mm. you like 20, qu- 20, 20 quid. Um, and if I lose it, like I'll pay for like a lot of my girlfriends used to have to go to the police station regularly to like pick up their IDs because someone had been caught using it. And then they had to like prove that they weren't like giving it out. They'd be like, Oh yeah, I lost it when I was walking up the high street or something. Um, oh so that's quite funny, but oh yeah, God. so a lot of people like, use people's ids like all the time but some places are stricter than others there's like some places that literally like they would look at it and barely blink at it and then you're in and then there's others that would like be really strict Mm. yeah do people ever like get like full-on fake ids i feel like it might not be like as much worth the investment yeah if you're if you're golden at 18 no not really yeah. yeah i didn't really know anyone who'd like 
gone out their way and bought like a full made fake ID. Like I've never known anyone do that because if we wanted to use it for like a night, did you guys do that? <laughs> I'm not admitting yeah. to anything. Like three. <laughs> really? That is so funny. I mean, I didn't order them. So maybe that means that I can't I, legally get in trouble. I don't really I know. I don't think that helps your case. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut the that lawyer out. over here knows all the info. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty common here too to do that. Um, but I think for the for the most part, it's you are like, if you have like an older sibling that you look enough like, yeah, you'll do that. But oh if yeah, you don't, people do that. But if you don't, like, you're probably gonna fully purchase an ID that is like a fraud a pokemon um, card yeah i've got a funny story that's just reminding me of something you can cut this out but it's funny so i when i went to new york with my friend from school she, i was 21 and she wasn't so she took her sister's id and um, we didn't really go out like we just went up like hell's kitchen and like went to a few bars and whatever and like didn't mm-hmm. yeah classic and um but she was like so nervous, like every time we stepped up to a bar because like she was like, oh my God, we get arrested in New York and all this. And it was just a bit of like an ongoing theme of like Rosie's going to get arrested like whilst we're in New York. <laughs> and it obviously never happened. But then on the last day, so I'm related to the whole age thing, but it's funny. So we went. <laughs> she got arrested. <laughs> Nearly. So <laughs> <laughs> We were we were like on our last day. And we didn't have much to do because we'd like done everything. We were just waiting for our like time to go to the airport. <laughs> done and everything was like, there is to do in New York. Done everything City. in done New York. Everything. Yeah, everything, everything there was to do. And um, she was like, "Oh, I just want like a, a like a classic shitty keyring. Like I just want a classic New York keyring for a bit of a fun thing to have." Oh what? A what? Oh, so key we went, ring. Yeah, keyring, keychain. Oh. Do you call it keychain? <laughs> I thought you said like earring. I, I thought like, you said. What? I thought you were saying Keurig at first. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I really like, want a New York Keurig. Yeah. No, Keurig. Um, Keyring. Yeah, actually, it's, key I, ring. I think I say it weird. Keyring. You do. Keyring. Oh yeah, weird. Anyways, so she wanted one of them, and we couldn't find one anywhere. And like, she had no cash on her. I had no cash on me. With she couldn't find a key, we, You couldn't find a keyring in New York City. No, wait, we could, we could, but we didn't have any cash on us. And everywhere we wanted to get one from was all like the little stores who wanted cash, because uh, we'd spent all of our cash doing absolutely everything it was possible to do in New York. <laughs> anyway, strip and club. So we we, we then were know. in Times Square. And you know when you sit on the red steps in Times Square and then like to the right, there's like a big, long, like souvenir shop. We went in there and we went downstairs and there was this wall full of like 99 cents key rings. So we were walking around and she picked one up and she was like, oh, fuck's sake, like I haven't got any cash. I just don't want to like buy this on my card and have a trend, like a, what's it word? Currency exchange and all shit for like 99 cents, like not worth it. So I was like, oh, I've not got any cash either. So we were walking around, we had them in our hands and I looked at her and I was like, just steal it. I was like, just pop it in your pocket. Like, come on, let's <gasps> go. And just she was like, it. no. And I was, like, I was like, go on. I was like, just just put it on your sleeve. <laughs> just or steal it, X. <laughs> so, she, <laughs> so she like, we like, we wandered the shop. We were like looking like really like, you know, really innocent, <laughs> like all this. And I looked at her and she like gave me a little nod and I'd got mine and I put mine up my sleeve too. So then we made our way out 
and we got to the doors and I left and then I heard this beep, 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 beep. And I turned around and she was stood there <laughs> and some man in front of her had like set off the buzz, like the alarm. And obviously it wasn't her because she literally didn't have anything on her that would set off the alarm, but she thought it was her stood there like this, like freaking out. And I was looking at her and then I just heard this like, ma'am, can you come back into the store please? Like, ma'am, can you come back in? And she didn't know what to do. And I was looking at her and then she freaked out because she had it up her sleeve and was like, I'm going to have to go back in the shop so she threw it onto the pavement <laughs> and this man went she's stealing she like pointed at her like a kid and was like that was up her sleeve she's stealing and i was like oh my god like not this and then they took her back into not the shop. this so then i was like i was like i can't go back in i was like because i've got mine up my sleeves and i found like a little corner on this pavement like so you left her alone no 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 so i put mine in the little crevice and i went back in and i was like what's going on and she was stood there like a fucking shaking whippet like freaking out and i was like what is going on and the man was like is it are you with this woman i was like yeah and he was like um (laughs) it's like she was trying to steal and i looked and i was like I was like, I was trying to be like all like absolute actress. And I was like, what? I was like, you were going to buy that. I was like, oh my God, she must've just put it in a pocket by accident because we were going to buy it. And then we had to leave because I had no time. And he was like, no, she threw it on the floor. She was definitely hit it up her sleeve. And I was like trying to like get her out the shit. Anyways, like five minutes later of me being like, no, it's fine. Like trying to act all chill. And then at one point I was like, what is it? Like 99 cents. I was like, I'll buy it. I'll go pay for it. He was like, that's not the point. She tried to steal it. And I was like, oh, I'll just pay for it. And then he was like, okay. And then I went. Oh, actually, I don't even want it. Like, can you just keep it? And it was a whole moment. And then they finally like let her go. And then <laughs> the whole afternoon, she was fucking freaking out that like they were gonna have her on CCTV and we were gonna get to like the fucking airport and they were gonna like stop her and be like, You're the bitch in Times Square who stole the key <laughs> You're the bitch in Times Square. <laughs> and I picked up my keyring and I still have it on my house keys to this day. <laughs> that I stole. I love that. <laughs> So, New York, Stealing I owe you ninety nine cents. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's honestly, so the city could use it. They would. They need to start putting funds towards the subway, and that is more than they're currently spending on it. So, we can use it. I will invest in your subway system. Thank you so much. <laughs> Me on a poster, like your new investor. <laughs> <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wild wow wild yeah i don't i I'm honestly i don't ever go to times square when i'm in the city i genuinely think the last time i was you in don't? times square no i know but, Aaron, but it's I, like the it's the cultural epicenter of up. america um Aaron, i think <laughs> when we walked through there at five o'clock in the morning oh my god that was pride <laughs> that was genuinely the last time i was there <laughs> oh i want to yeah. go to new york pride and we were like, and we will, we were, well, yeah, we were wired. Yeah. I was like going to go to sleep and like take the train home later that day. And instead I was like, you know what? <laughs> Why don't I just take the first train home out of Grand Central? Yeah. After we had to go find Libby's cell phone. Oh my God, Aaron, I need you to tell this, me this was... story. Should the, we can put this in the episode yeah. it was like, I'll just cut to here it was after Pride and it was like probably 6 in the morning it was 6 um, in the morning yeah the sun we was were like, like on, coming up <laughs> yeah we were like on our friend's roof I've had many the, of those nights I love it it's Sat so in fun like Trafalgar Square with my McDonald's after coming out of heaven love it oh, heaven 
I miss. I can't wait to come back to London. But we were on our friend's roof and my friend Libby had called me earlier in the night and she like was crying probably at like one or two in the morning. And then like I heard nothing from her and her phone like died. And I was like, oh God, like what's going on? And I assumed that she had just like found her way home, but she... Like, I don't totally remember what happened now because my brain is turning into mush. But basically at like seven in the morning, I get a FaceTime from her. And when I open it, it's this like random man. And he's like, where is the girl? And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because I like had no idea where she was. And I'm like, like, who are you? And he was like, where is the girl? And I was like, oh my God. And like, we were sleep deprived and like un... I had been drinking uh, like, and doing it. Not well. We like that weekend took a toll. Like I lost a year of my life that weekend because of how I treated my body. But um, in our minds, we were like, oh my God, like she's been kidnapped. Like what the fuck is going on? Um, but no, she was just drunk and like left her phone in a Dunkin' Donuts and was like sobbing. And then that man actually like very nicely returned it. But it was like an hour and a half of us like running through the city, like expecting to find her like dead in a gutter somewhere it was but so she was fine. ridiculous it was a nightmare <laughs> i miss stuff like that i miss having things like that in Ugh. my life soon i hope it'll be back soon wait yeah what's the deal with the um, lockdown rollout. in the uk now you no. guys are in lockdown oh, until yeah, June so the 21st. day after we spoke um he did his roadmap announcement and basically it's like in stages of like five weeks now because they say that like after like a bit of a release you can tell if like it's worked or it's not after five weeks so on march the 8th i think schools are going back some like not all the years but like some years um then i think like a bit later on in march it's like you can meet in groups of six outside um and then there's like a date in april which is like april the 12th that's like think gyms can reopen and maybe outside dining question mark something like that and then there's like another one in may that's like a little bit more i think maybe inside dining at like the end of may and then basically it all leads up to the 21st of june which is like the date that he's given for then hopefully like social distancing measures can be relaxed and like club nightclubs can open theaters can open so now there's just like hundreds of memes everywhere of like me on the 21st of june like (laughs) yeah I've seen um, those. That makes a lot. So, yeah, I've seen them too. So that makes sense. Hopefully, I mean, after listen, like listening to your stories about your nights out and stuff. I mean, obviously, we won't get into it again because we would just be here for six days. But <laughs> what we were talking about, like the healthcare thing, I feel like if I thought that if I got too fucked up, I might have to pay like three grand for an ambulance. I'd be on the fucking tap water all night because I'd be like, I cannot afford to like <laughs> get too fucked up. I mean, it's really yeah. bad because there are probably people who really like waste the NHS's time by just being far too drunk. I mean, not probably. It happens every day. Um, I do feel like actually in the UK, maybe people who do things like that maybe should have to pay a little bit towards the service. Like if you've just got too drunk. I don't know like anybody who goes to the hospital for anything other than like a medical emergency anymore. Like if you're too fucked up, it's like, all right, girl, let's put some water down your Put throat, you in an Uber. Put you in an Uber and get you home. Yeah, no, to yeah. be fair, like, I don't, I don't actually know many people who've ended up hospitalized for being so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and that's quite an extreme place to be. Um, I feel like it's kind of common in America on college campuses, but that's also because 
I think it's because of the legalities of it too. Like if an 18 year old is like too drunk at college, it's like the university's legal responsibility to like ship them off basically. So that in the event that anything happens, like their ass is covered because like, yeah, like we took care of it. We sent it to hospital. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't really hear that much about it happening once you like graduate. But like, I know multiple people who woke up in the hospital because they got like, sent away at Tufts for being too mm-hmm. drunk at, at like a school function, which like fucking sucks. That's really shit. And then they'd yeah. have a bill. I forget what it, what the, like the, the discrepancy was, but like sometimes people got a bill and sometimes people didn't. And I think it was, if you got like a Boston ambulance versus like a Tufts ambulance versus like a Cambridge ambulance or something, like if it came from a different area, sometimes it wasn't as expensive, but I don't totally remember. What's the dating scene like in London? Oh but God, we can wrap up with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It really depends person to person. I think it can either be like you, you go out and you meet someone, um, obviously that way or like dating apps. So like hinge, um, Tinder, I guess grinder, but grinder's not really for dating. Um, what? No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> what a shock um what else is that and then I, yeah like i don't know you just kind of like i guess it's like everywhere else really you just decide what kind of date you want to go on do you want to go for a walk do you want to go for like obviously lockdown you can only really go for a walk um or like i don't know go for dinner or anything else this is really like such a mundane answer because i can't think of anything that's like particularly different um yeah Sorry. It sounds pretty, uh, <laughs> sounds pretty, pretty normal. normal. Yeah. 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 I guess it, like, or like you just meet people through like friends. It, it really depends. Like I know so many people who like hate dating. I love dating cause I can just talk to a fucking brick wall and have a great time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> before we, oh my God, I look like, I look like bag of chips as Margaret Thatcher. Oh my god, you literally do. <laughs> have you seen um Lawrence Cheney? You you're not get you're not that bad, but have you seen Lawrence Cheney with like his boy hair? So funny. Um, awful. Is it? He sees We need two. a bit of fucking hair treatment, fucking hair mask in that to really give it some uh-huh. nourishment. I could I could offer him a lot of stuff from where I work. I've got all the shit he needs. Yeah, <laughs> please help him. Please help her. Literally, I think I think that she'll probably win this season. I know some spoilers, but I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not even watching. Why not? Because it'll ruin it for you. You don't want to have spoilers. Well, I guess. Let's wrap this up. Okay, Maybe fine. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we before we wrap up? I feel like I've literally talked your ears off, so. Cool. All right. Well, Liam, before we finish, we have a couple questions we want to ask you. The first, <laughs> what is the gayest thing that you did this week? The gayest thing I did this week, I think, was definitely, so this is actually something I should have asked you. Have you watched It's a Sin yet? I think it's definitely no. come out in the UK, uh, by it, now, in the US by now. It has. It's it on has HBO. Yeah. You need to watch it. Very, very important. Put it to the top of your list. Don't put anything else above it. It you needs need to watch it list, with, like, within the next 24 hours. It's very, very good. And it's amazing. But on it's like set in the 80s. And there's a lot of like 80s music 
on that. And I just love like gay eighties music and I love going mm. to the clubs that play it. So the other day I went for a run and I had my It's a Sim playlist on and I was literally running around my area like fucking bopping to all the gay eighties anthems. So that was probably the gayest thing I did. And the sun was setting and I was like feeling my motherfucking fantasy. Like I was the main <laughs> character. I was living it. Um, so yeah, that was the gayest thing I did this week. Oh, I love the that. years and years cover of It's a Sin is so fucking good. It really is. Do you know what my favorite song is? And I don't know why, but it really gets me going is mm. called, I need to find it. We'll it's add it to Glo- the, the music of the week playlist. Yeah. Yes. It's called Gloria. Oh my goodness. I love that her. Was me on Friday. <laughs> oh That's God. wild. Aaron, what about you? What's the gayest thing that you did this week? Um, the gayest thing I did this week was I went for a run yesterday and on my run, I found a mirror on the side of the road and naturally I took it home with me and then cleaned it off and brought it on my roof and used it to have a photo shoot on my roof. Oh, (laughs) I love that. Oh my fucking (laughs) God. (laughs) One man's trash is another man's treasure. (laughs) I thought you were just going to say take pictures on the street with it. but the No, 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 no. She's living in my home. apartment now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Hang on a minute. I need, got a, I need to ask a question. Why is it 11.34 here and I'm motherfucking like Chirpy Sue, alive, living my best life. Period. And we've got five hours previously in my life giving me yawns in the corner looking like it's about four o'clock in the morning <laughs> because i am exhausted i had to work no you've been working all day i've been day working all day and i was i had to this was actually gonna be my gayest <laughs> thing of the week i had to host a conference a virtual conference yesterday that was all about um oh my god that was yesterday it was yesterday so i was like on zoom hosting panels and shit all, all about gay shit so did you show up and then i had to do homework no, I did not. I was wearing you a really, I was wearing a button down and a, and a really I I can't get into drag. I did you wear a rainbow flag? No, <laughs> I wore a really I wore my grandpa's um cashmere sweater. Cute. Actually, I think it's a wool sweater, but it's the like cashmere design. Mm. Oh, I looked nice. I looked really cute actually. Um, of course. So, so drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. Drop dead gorgeous. Um, you're really good at an American accent <laughs> well that's another thing we could have discussed because I feel like Americans are shite at British accents <laughs> we are but I think yeah, because yeah, I yeah, grew up are. with Hannah Montana Sweet Life Zach and Cody like that's a raven every day after school I think we generally like we consume more American shit so we hear it more often I guess mm. and you're an so actor thank you. yeah. and I'm an actor but that was not your best American that was accent. Not my best work. <laughs> I found everyone's voice always goes up when they try to do an American accent. Because you're like twangy and like it's just so like it, well, it depends obviously what you're doing. And everyone always fucking does Valley Girl. Everyone always is fucking <laughs> Valley Girl. Like Katy Perry, California Girls, or like the Ivy. I could do different. Obviously, I've like really in my trainings and like my regional accents and stuff. Have you? Let's let's up. hear them. No, I can't. <laughs> what about like North Dakota? I don't even know. What no, that is. I don't even know where that is. 
But if you're out there in Minnesota, out where it's like it's re- it gets Minnesota. real cold, Minnesota, it gets real cold out there in the winter. I've never heard that in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> or if you're yeah. out from uh, Manitoba or Alberta, out in Canada. Uh, all right, Liam. Um, do you have any causes or organizations you want to highlight this week? <laughs> 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 this is making me piss. Um, <laughs> I feel like we've just started up our own like spin-off podcast of its own within the own like the two episodes that we've done. <laughs> like, we've probably got a new content, like enough content to do like fucking series, right? Anyways, I'm just checking shit. Um, <laughs> yes, so I do have a cause I'd like to give a shout out to. I want to give a shout out to the Terence Higgins Trust. Um, it is a organisation from the UK that has been put into limelight a lot recently through It's a Sin because it is the UK's leading HIV and sexual health charity. Oh, awesome. Liam, thanks so much for coming on. Liam, for everyone Mm -hmm. listening, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at it's Liam Dean underscore Dean is spelt D-E-A-N. If there's another way to spell spell it, ignore what I've just said. Um... (laughs) Wait, no, I meant if there isn't another way to spell yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's said. like, hold on. <laughs> my brain it's works for you. Like, my mouth goes faster than my brain works, so it happens same. a lot. You um, know what? At least your brain works. Can't say the same, so. <laughs> it's a questionable statement, but we'll move. Um, yeah, it's Liam Dean underscore on Instagram, or you can follow my podcast at Chatting Shit Pod. Um, subscribe on all the available platforms um now see now that was a midwest accent on the platforms <laughs> platforms <laughs> um i just like to mix it up to be really inclusive of every, yeah. all the listeners and keep um, us on our toes let's keep do them your on new york toes, accent yeah. to close us out oh god <laughs> um, <laughs> new york like i don't know uh-huh. <laughs> Jesse from Little Mix, which is like belliged it. <laughs> oh, that's who that is. I, it. But I mean, I had no idea who that woman was, but I love that. Was she trying to do you a do Jamaican who, accent? Yeah. Oh. Wait, you do know who Little Mix are, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't really listen oh, to them, but thank God, I love oh, them. I love Little Mix. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Liam. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for checking out this week's episode of Queer in the Air. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Aaron. We would absolutely love for you to take the time to write a review of our podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us out. And please remember to subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening on. If you want to keep up with us or keep us in check, you can find us on our social media. You can find me at Maddie Roar. You can find me everywhere, Aaron Idelson. And you can follow our podcast on Instagram at Queering the Air Pod. If you'd like to reach us by email, you can find us at QueeringTheAirPod at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much to all of our guests and listeners. We appreciate you all lots. New episodes of Queering the Air are released every single Tuesday. Our podcast music is All For Me by Swift, provided from Epidemic Sound. All views expressed in the podcast are our own. As always, if you want to keep us in check or continue the conversation, feel free to DM us on our social media or email us. Bye.